Hey guys, welcome to Wingtips. I'm your host, Seth Horton, joined as always by Joel Holland and Liz Caldwell. I'm back. Seth is, Seth back. is back. I took a two-week hiatus to address uh, <laughs> a mental health situation. Ladies and gentlemen, I have severe crippling depression. Mm. But today we're talking about cheating. <laughs> Which can relate. I've, I'm sure there's some sort of correlation there. I'm not talking about segue. that. <laughs> not oh. talking about that. Okay. <laughs> we're just going to talk about cheating. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Do we need to redo the introduction? Or? Nope. All right. <laughs> okay. So okay. where to start? Cheating is... Disclaimer first. Yeah. Oh, good, yes. It's a good idea. All right. Well, uh, I think that the three of us would really like to file a disclaimer here in saying that in talking about being cheated on. Um, Which all of us have been. All of us have been. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Um, that we're not trying to, like, dish out anything here or start anything up or be mean or be hateful and be like, haha, now we, we can spread all of your guys' lies. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, that's definitely not the intention here or what we're doing. Um, and to the guys and or girls who <laughs> apply to this who have, like, cheated on us at some time uh, and to their families, this isn't anything to be mean or heinous or, you know, like some kind of a revenge pod. I think this is really just something to help other people who have been cheated on and mm. kind of relate to the, oh, crap, I was not enough in this moment kind of feeling. So that's all we're really trying to do here. And it's cool. We're all good. Oh, yeah. Everybody here is good. We're, we're fine. Walking it yeah. off. We ain't bitter. So cheating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're to start. We we're have start. some listener questions I've compiled. You want to just like you want to start relating to cheating, question? and I can start there. I mean, this is sort of a different episode anyway. It's just the three yeah. of us. I have my own mic, which is I know this is weird. weird. I didn't have to like worry about what I ate for lunch mm. before this. Um, so this is a good place to start. We had a question from anonymous uh, a little bit ago, and they asked, "Okay, this is sort of a two-part question." So they asked, okay. "What qualifies as cheating, and doesn't count if you're on a break?" Yes. Uh, Not yes to the latter part. Everything counts as cheating. Oof. <laughs> so you're saying if you have to ask, it's <laughs> no. Probably. I mean, literally, like as soon as you start dating, from that point forward, it's all cheating. What do you mean? Explain. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa, I'm Seth so is really strict. Like, <laughs> crap. Like no, what? No, 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 no. Um, honestly, <clears throat> I have learned from my past mistake mm. s- mistakes. Um, you should probably set up like relational boundaries. I say set up relational boundaries, but like have agreed upon relational values. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, we agree that these are the values that make our relationship what it is. And if you breach that, if you betray my trust, anything like that, then that's cheating. That's not good. So like, I think it's dependent on, uh, largely on, like, the couple. Because mm. you have mm-hmm. some couples who, like, they have, like, open relationships, like, sexually or whatever. Yeah, so, I like, understand that. I'm not saying it's good, and I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm saying if that is the understanding of the relationship that they right. have. You're saying as long as there are no false pretenses and, like, yeah. you're 100% on the same page with each other. Yes. Like, you're aware that you mm. both are doing this thing and you're cool with it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then it's it would be unfair to consider that cheating if both participants are. 
okay and engaging in that. That so, being said, it's not a good idea in my opinion, but monogamy. Do what you do what you do. <laughs> I'm not here to judge <laughs> Is you. Is that something that you bring up very early on because like monogamy? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you've just talked about. So making sure you're on the same page. Um, with things like that, because I feel like if you bring it up too early, they're going to be like, oh, you have no faith in me. You just think I'm going to go run around. Like, why would I even consider doing these things? Like, how much of it do you have to have in writing, I guess? Um, in in actual writing, none. No, I mean, just that seems agreement. very odd. Uh, in agreement, like, I, guess, uh, I think it's all about the values mm. um, to an extent. Like, the last girl I dated, I was her first relationship right Mm -hmm. and so early on in the relationship she was still doing things that she would have done when she was single yeah and they overstepped certain boundaries Mm. and like certain people acted towards her in a way that overstepped certain boundaries and we had to have a talk about that as they came up so she was so outgoing like even before you guys had started dating that that was just kind of her relationship with a lot of people is that what you're saying yeah Okay. I mean, not necessarily a lot of people. I wouldn't put it that way. Like, I'm thinking of one specific scenario. Like, she had a friend of hers uh, who was a guy, and they'd been, like, really close friends for years. Yeah. And they kind of flirted with each other, like, in that way where you're, like, you're friends, but you flirt with each other heavily mm-hmm. kind of way. Um, and they continued to do that after we started dating and I had to be like, "Mm, no, Mm -hmm. like that's like, it's, it's not cool for him to like grab you by the hips and like, Oh, any like that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, no. So there's some stuff like that. You would really have no way of knowing for sure if it would come up or not. So like you said, you just kind of have to take it as it comes. Like, yeah, that's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, that doesn't mean you can't bring up the values that you, like, put stock in for a relationship. Like, okay. uh, being open and honest with each other and stuff like that. Because that's something. So, like, e- in one of my relationships, even sort of the physicality between the both of us, like, that's something that I had tried to talk about three, four months in, and that freaked her out. Like, why are we talking about all, you know what I mean, all of these things? And so even to take it beyond that, and talk about other people, it seems like there would be this threat sort of present of what does he think is going to happen? Does that make sense? Yeah, and I guess it depends on, like, the pace of your relationship, too. Yeah. So, like, in that particular case, like, were you guys, like, making out and stuff? I mean, it wasn't as bad. Like, it was more precautionary. No, it was, like, what, like, before we get started, here's some things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, as it got I'm, more physical. And you I know understand what I mean? where you're coming from and your mm-hmm. perspective and all that, yeah. but it's also awkward to yeah. do that. No, that's true. Maybe, but, like, uh, yes, it is in some cases. Mm-hmm. But, like, as a girl, whenever I went into it with Samuel, I wanted him to address, like, where... Because, like, I am obviously... I don't mind sharing this. Mm-hmm. I am waiting until marriage. So, going What's into what? a relationship with Sam, I was like, um pretty sure we're on the same page here but you need to know this yeah because that was definitely an issue in the past so like Mm -hmm. there are some cases when i think you need to like address it before you're a year in and the guy's like okay so this is when we sleep together and you're like "Mm, no so yeah yeah Yeah. depends on the person and i think as long as you're honest like in your case joel like Mm -hmm. if 
if something had happened in the past that made you really finicky about all of this mm-hmm. and things like that, then just be like, hey, in my last relationship, X, Y, and Z happened. Yeah. And, like, I really want to avoid that happening. So, I don't know. I think as long as you say why you're bringing it up, you can avoid the awkwardness a little bit. Mm-hmm. But That's a yeah. good point. And I yeah. think, like, for me, the way I tend to do it is more of a, uh, I- instead of, like, me saying, okay, here's what I do, here's what I don't do, I'm just like, I want to take everything at your pace mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I'm fine. Because me, like, genuinely as a person, for the most part, I'm fine going at whatever pace. Um, that being said, I don't want to push you to do anything that you're uncomfortable with. I never want to do anything that's going to be against your values and beliefs and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's just kind of, like, my thing. And I want you to know that, like, whatever we do like you're safe with me and i'm like i'm not a virgin and i will say that on this pod i have no problem with that honesty yeah (laughs) self-awareness two of his finest (laughs) traits two of his finest traits (laughs) um and with both girls that i have uh, been with like it was it was a very gradual thing Mm -hmm. it wasn't something that i was just like hey let's you know have sex or whatever and it was never something that I was bringing up like, hey, let's do it or anything like that. It was a, do you want to before any of my clothes have come off? You care about the person enough to go at their pace because it's worth it to you that you're both on the same page, like Mm -hmm. 100%. And they're not just doing it because they want to please you. It's like, do we both want this? And that's, that's where sex becomes a weird thing for me as a person because I dislike sex as a recreational activity like i don't enjoy doing it if i don't have a real emotional connection with the person uh yeah my enjoyment is in the emotional connection that i have and that security and the feelings that i get with that person on behalf of every woman everywhere thank you (laughs) like finally good lord Mm. not to be that person i'm just yeah. Somebody had to retweet it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> retweet that hard. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this sort of helps us segue into another anonymous question that we had. Yeah. So you have these things laid out. You sort of have this agreement. Um, somebody asks, quote, how do you approach if you think they're cheating on you versus if you know that they're cheating on you, unquote? And so I think that's an important <laughs> distinction because I feel like you should be approaching this differently one way or the other. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know about Liz's backstories here, <laughs> but I've dealt with both of those. Same. <laughs> you want to go first? You know what? No, you take it away. You've been gone for a little bit. They've heard my voice. I want to I wanna hear you talk. We've missed your vocals. Missed so. you. Okay. So without going too much into like details and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. Um, one girl that I was dating in high school, uh, she worked at this place and she had a guy who would constantly flirt with her and hit on her and stuff. And she told me about it and I was like, that's, you know, fine. As long as you're like shutting him down because I I can't control what he does and I don't trust him, but I'm dating you. And so I'm going to try to have faith in you that you won't screw me over. Lo and behold, she screws me over by screwing him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And by that, I mean, 
she had invited me out to the movies one night and I was not able to go because I had prior commitments with other friends of mine. Respect. And she was very possessive of me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And anytime that I would turn her down to go hang out with my friends, this was a bad relationship, by the way, just all around. I was, I was a dick. She was a jerk. We just, we should not have dated. Self-awareness. But, Anytime I would shut her down to go hang with my other friends, you know, she would get upset with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this particular instance, she went to the movies with her sister, ran into the guy from work, and then she told me that he had done some things to her in her car, but not that she wanted him to. Wait. So she was claiming rape? Question mark? Not necessarily rape, but like sort of. sexual assault. What was the motivation in her telling you this? Was it Seth do something about it, or was it I didn't want him to, so it's okay. It won't happen again. It definitely wasn't the first. Cause, mm. But then the thing is, and the thing that I struggle with is that she had also like used that kind of thing before, where it was like, oh, hey, this person is harassing me, whether it's sexual or not, to get me to do what she wanted. Because she wanted to see you be, like, protective and see you be just as possessive as she was of you? Not even that. Like, I'm thinking there there was a specific situation in which we'd gone to the movies with, uh, it was kind of a double date, sort of. Mm -hmm. And we came out of the movies early because we decided, like, we shouldn't have gone to see that movie. It was way too inappropriate for a double date. Mm. we okay. thought it was going to be just a comedy and it was going to be fine but then there were like sex scenes and we were like okay this is really awkward yeah, yeah. get out of here mm. um but the other two the other couple went to get a refund for their ticket and i wanted to get a refund for the ticket and she stomped off towards the car and she called me and was like hey this guy's harassing me whatever whatever as i'm with the other two people oh my god like, trying to get refunds or whatever but yeah and so when she told me that, I raced down to the uh, to the parking deck, yeah. ready to throw hands with someone. And I get there, and she's just like, oh, yeah, no, I just wanted you to come quicker. You Whoa. were taking too long. That's not great. Yikes. Not great. No. But point of the original story is mm-hmm. that she told me that he was, like, reaching down her pants or whatever, and she was saying no, but she wasn't telling him to get out of the car or whatever. That's that's what she was willing to tell me. Mm-hmm. Mm. She also frequently would get like nudes from Snapchat, like on Snapchat from other uh. guys, and I'd be like, "Hey, <laughs> let me just snap them back and tell them like, chill out." Stop. And I'm not like I wasn't trying to be super confrontational, just like a, "Hey, she's got a boyfriend, chill back out. up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just chill out." Like I'm not trying to fight you; I'm just trying to get you to stop. Like, that's all it is. See, would I would have tried to report me. them and, like, me too. freaked out and been like, who are they? Yeah. So that's, yeah. I mean, that's more chill than I would have been, I think. But yeah. maybe you had more to worry about, like, in terms of things to be aware of, like, regarding that relationship. Like, the Snapchats were the least of your worries, maybe. Or There were a lot of things. There were mm-hmm. a lot of things. Like, that, that relationship was just unhealthy, yeah. generally. It was abusive. Uh, she liked to hit me. I liked to yell and swear at her. Mm-hmm. Um, no, like I've never claimed to be a good person. No, I just yeah. hey, no, no, no. <laughs> um, 
what? I've got nothing to say. I'm just. This you're is very just, intriguing. You're grinning very hard. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's fine. You can. You just look like you had something to say. I just love it when you're honest. I love it when you're honest too. <laughs> I like. Yeah. No judgment. No judgment from our listeners either. I'm sure. I, I just really. Or like y'all can unsubscribe. I mean, you're <laughs> Joel's got my back. <laughs> so does Liz. I really do. It's all that matters. <laughs> But yeah, so that's that's what she was willing to tell me. And mm-hmm. so I knew, like, <coughs> if that's what she's willing to tell me mm-hmm. and I know her, there was more to the story. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was one of those things, like, I know that something happened. Mm-hmm. I think that she cheated on me. The very next relationship I was in, mm-hmm. uh, this this girl was a great relationship for for almost the entire relationship. Up until the bitter end, it was a great relationship. She was a phenomenal girlfriend, a great person. And I don't ever want to, like, be caught speaking overwhelmingly ill of her other than, like, this situation. Mm -hmm. She told me she was going to cheat on me. Like, just straight up. (sighs) She was like... That's unorthodox. It was a long-distance relationship. And she was like, hey, I have an itch. I need it to be scratched. There's this guy... And we've kind of already slept in the same bed. He's already kissed me. Uh, we're going to start having sex with each other. What did she expect you to do? She wanted to take a break. Not break up, but take uh, a break. The second part of that question. The second part of yep. That? Uh. So that she could guilt-free have sex with this guy. Mm-hmm. And a big part of that was you know, for her was that I had already had sex with someone. And so she felt kind of robbed or like at a disadvantage. And she was like, well, if you've had sex with someone, then I feel like I should have that opportunity. And I'm like, that's, mm. that's not how that works. Yeah, no. Cause you had been with this other person outside of your relationship with her, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Okay. Which is part of the reason she was like, right. well, I want to break then. Right. So that way I can do it. And that, yeah. Um, but like I said, other than like that, she was a really great girlfriend and a great person. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that was that situation. And those two situations were drastically different. Yeah. And one of them, I broke up with her. And it was the difference between dating for a year and dating for two years. Mm. Mm. Uh, and the first relationship, we broke up about a week after I found out that that had happened mm-hmm. um and i was like sad for a day and then i went to go watch basketball with my friend trip shout out trip. shout out to trip um and the next relationship i went into a spiraling depression that lasted a year and a half and some change mm. Yeah. Day and night. Day, little day and night. <laughs> Basketball isn't curing the second situation. Absolutely not. No. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tried for a while to, like, mm-hmm. power through it anyway. Yeah. Like, in the relationship, I found out about it, and I didn't immediately break up with her. Because, like, for, for me, it was like, you're my home. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you are where my heart sits. I have given you everything I have emotionally. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of dropped it and said, I, I appreciate it, but I'd really rather just have sex with someone, which hurt me a lot. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it sucked, especially given a lot of my like childhood baggage and stuff like that. Mm. Um, 
so that was that was really rough and i tried to get through it and we i think it was probably two weeks couple weeks weeks, something like that where you know i knew about it i still tried to to keep the relationship going knowing the entire time she was having sex with this guy and i just i really struggled to to feel any kind of self-worth in that Mm -hmm. and then eventually i just kind of went numb and i was like like even after like she stopped having sex with this guy and then i was just numb like i'm not i wasn't angry i wasn't upset i i didn't feel any anything i was just there it Mm -hmm. happens yeah and the thing that's the scariest thing to me about like that whole thing is your disclaimer even earlier about how for the majority of the relationship like she was solid and so like there were times where she'd be worried about you and she'd text me and be like hey you know check in on him he says he's fine i'm not sure if he is and i remember taking notes like wow like this is stellar dating material like i need to be doing some of these things in my relationship you know what i mean yeah and so then to see it end like that um yeah it's just it's kind of alarming and it's a reminder of how much you're risking by trusting somebody with like your heart and your emotion because you don't know how it's gonna end yeah Mm -hmm. and it totally broke me (laughs) and like i'm still kind of recovering like this was Mm -hmm. a year and a half some change ago um like late 2017 and i'm still recouping from that like it hurt a lot because i was very much in love with her and and i was codependent on her Mm. i was i was way over emotionally dependent on her uh and that's due to a lot of my own like baggage and, and feelings of inadequacy and stuff like that um that i've had to work through especially in the last couple of weeks that i've had to be you know working through and actively trying to get through um so for the first one was it one of those things where you were like cut the crap i know there's more here than you're giving me that was yeah that was it was a lot of i I didn't necessarily say those things i was just kind of like i'm already unhappy in this relationship you're unhappy in this relationship neither of us want to continue continue where we are and there's no salvaging it neither of us are mature enough to salvage what we have yeah that's super Mm -hmm. mature i saw a thing it was like top 10 regrets of my 20s and one of them was wasting more time in a relationship where i was scared to leave because leaving meant that i had wasted a certain amount of time so I stayed in, hoping the investment was worth it. Which mm-hmm. ends up wasting more Right, time. and it's just yeah. like this vicious cycle. See, mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like, I think my perspective on it was a lot different than that because I never mm-hmm. thought of it as wasting time. I thought of it as learning hmm. about other people and about myself. Like, yeah. dating this girl, uh, dating both of these girls taught me a lot mm-hmm. uh, about the kinds of girls that I want to date, the kind of girl that I want to end up with in my life, and a lot about myself and who I am. And, you know, it, fr- from things that are, are that are as surface as how I like to dress to things that are as deep as what are the fundamental issues within myself that are stopping me from being happy with somebody? Hmm. And now I know because these relationships happened because they cheated on me 
I had to reflect on those things. If they hadn't cheated on me, if we'd have broken up in another way, mm -hmm. I don't think I would have reflected that much. I wouldn't have been able to find some of those things about myself that are helping me grow as a person and helping me move on and hopefully into a more healthy relationship the next time. Mm -hmm. Dang. Yeah. Whoa. That's awesome. Liz, how did you <laughs> handle, was it uh, I think this is happening or a no, I know this is happening? Um, with both of the relationships, I was, the last two relationships I was in, I was cheated on. I consider it cheating, mm -hmm. um, uh, which in both guys' defenses, I probably was acting in a way that made them want to cheat on me. Like, I, I don't mm -hmm. mind admitting that, like, I probably did some things that they were like, I don't know how to handle you. Like, never mind. Mm -hmm. You know, um, with the first guy, I and in, in his defense, we were both young. So, like. I definitely would handle uh, this different now. Like we we were both, yeah. you know, like you're in high school. I I'd never really been in a real relationship before. Um, he really hadn't either. So like he, um, I I don't I'm not advocating cheating, but for him, I think that we had kind of in a way like grown up together. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily like from childhood grown up. I mean, we had come into our own a little bit together. Mm -hmm. So there was a weird like there was a weird symbiotic relationship between us of at this time I was homeschooled. I had no friends. He was my only friend, um, which I, it, you know, I appreciate him for like in that way, even mm -hmm. I'm not bitter about it um, because we were really good friends, but we were young. And I think as he got older, I was like almost three years younger than him. Mm -hmm. So as he got older, there were definitely like other things he wanted to explore, like girls, you know, yeah. um, and rightfully so he was like 19 and I was like 16, just turning 17. So um, I think he, like, I knew that he kind of liked this other girl. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really know how to handle it. So I, in all honesty, that whole situation is kind of a blur. But I just remember talking to him about it a lot. And I remember my cousin saying, he's probably not physically cheating on you, but I think he's emotionally cheating on you. Yeah. Which is definitely, to me, like it was enough to like completely break my heart. And it made me so sad because I felt like I had been betrayed on multiple levels, like as a girlfriend, but also just as his friend. Yeah. Because I really thought if he had these feelings toward this girl that he would have told me and just talked to me about it. Because I tried to talk to him about it over and over and over. And we had these conversations and like, I thought that we had, you know, quote, quote, breakthroughs, but mm -hmm. like we really didn't. And we still walked away from the conversation, not really feeling all that great. And that was whenever I suspected that he was. And, um, he assured me that he wasn't assured me that like he wanted to be with me and all this stuff, but then more and more stuff kept happening. And I, t I told you one time about like showing up at school. Uh, <laughs> please tell that story. Yeah. So I, felt kind of bad like things were really rocky and like I could just feel the ground like shaking beneath my feet of like this mm. is about to end poorly and being the scared like 17 year old that I was I was like you must make it work you know so like I was homeschooled so I was able to go and get him lunch and he always really really liked you know having lunch brought to him or whatever so I go to the high school and I'm standing there at the office, like, window thing to leave this lunch for him. And I don't know why. I never heard my name. I never, like, I do not know why. I turned around, and there he was, standing and walking and talking arm in arm with this girl who I knew he kind of, like, had a thing with. 
who he swore he wasn't talking to anymore. And it like, uh. we like immediately made eye contact and I was just like, Oh gosh. Like it, it hit mm-hmm. me then. First of all, I thought, uh Oh, and you know, and then like, she just kind of like darts away and she's like, okay, bye. And like leaves. <sighs> and then he's just like, Hey, what are you doing here? And I was like, Oh gosh. You know, like it was just this terrible, yeah. like you both knew. It yeah. Was like we right both there. knew that this was like not going well from here. And then I still tried to make it work. Um, mm. should have just let him go. And all honesty, yeah. like should have just let him off leash at that point and been like, dude, you're free. You know, I I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this to you anymore. Yeah. Um, again, would have handled that differently now. So that's on me. My apologies. Um, Definitely should have handled that better, but I, you know, went home, told my mom, blah, blah. Later, my dad comes home, and he's like, honey, I got to tell you something. Your boyfriend is cheating on you. (gasps) So how my dad came about that information, I still to this day cannot say, Mm. Um, although I I know now, and he got it from a very reliable source. But, yes, my dad sat me in his lap like a little girl, and I actually, it's now like one of the sweetest memories of my life, but my dad was like, hey, honey, (laughs) your boyfriend is cheating on you. And I, two days later, I I broke up with him and my dad really like was amazing in that and being like, he was the one that told me, you know, like, don't blame him. Don't hate him. We don't hate him as your parents. Like Mm. we don't, you know, this is just something that happens. Like you're young and you're homeschooled. And in this guy's defense, I literally would go like three weeks without seeing him living in the same town because I made productivity a point and a priority over everything else. Mm. So you know, in his defense, like, I really did kind of push him away mm-hmm. a little bit. But, um, again, I I think I was just young and school was so important to me. And it was so much that I yeah. couldn't handle it. And I, I didn't know what else to do. So, like, you know, now and being with Samuel, there are these instances where I'm like, dude, I have a lot of school and you're welcome to come over. I'll give you my headphones, my noise-canceling headphones. You do whatever you want to do. We'll just sit in each other's presence. But I have to do this and I have to finish this so that he doesn't feel, like, pushed by the way. Right. Um, so that was, yeah, the question was, how do you handle thinking that they're cheating and then knowing that they're cheating? Yeah, I guess yeah. just um, a difference in approaching them. Is that kind of? Yeah. If you think that they're cheating, I would say, honestly, like in the most open way, not in a judgmental way, not in a, you know, I'm going to catch you red handed mm-hmm. kind of way. I mean, honestly, because if you guys care about each other, you should be able to open up and share. And that doesn't mean that your relationship is completely over. And that's coming from a, an extremely cynical, mistrusting, and and just, like, dark person. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean your relationship is over. I think you need to talk about it. In some cases, it does, and that's a huge red flag, and there's a problem. But, you know, like, talk about it. You've got to communicate. And then... Um, with another guy, I suspected he was cheating on me, and then I found a picture on his phone <sighs> that confirmed he was cheating on me. And again, probably would have handled that differently. Um, also, in his defense, we were probably better as being the best friends that we were before mm-hmm. we dated. So again, like, not even really his fault either. That relationship was really weird. He probably wouldn't even consider it cheating on me because we were so, like, are we dating? Are we not dating? Yeah. At least I was. I was confused for about two years of my life. I had no idea what in the heck was going the on. The unspoken, sometimes spoken. Y- yes. Thing. And being like, are we dating? Are we not dating? Like, I don't know what's going on. But like, yeah. I had an understanding that we were together. Like, this dude told me he wanted to marry me. We talked to each other every single day. We talked on the phone for like hours at night. I had yeah. an understanding that like we were together. It even was going if, somewhere. Yeah, it was going somewhere. And maybe we couldn't be together at this time kind of thing. But like, we would, all of this stuff. Um, and then I like, I don't know why that was the straw that broke the camel's back because there were definitely like flags before that, that Mm -hmm. I should have known that he was 
it quote quote cheating on me like finding other girls texting him and all this stuff but i guess just the the solidification of a picture of another girl and when yeah. i say a picture i mean a picture not like a uh. yearbook picture <laughs> of another girl so that was like uh-oh mm. uh yeah. so you know if you found a yearbook picture of another girl on his phone, I, I feel like that would just be creepier just and, weird, and a greater yeah. <laughs> reason to break and up greater, with him. Yeah, than because that's psychotic. Um, neither one are great. Yeah, neither neither one are great. So he's in love with that girl, has been for years. For years, like fish through all. Yeah, the that's high true. There's probably thing, a like, lot of implications with that one. Yeah. The first one, it's like you're just being an idiot, and the second <laughs> one, it's like. How like, far does uh, this thing go? Someone should call the police. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like how many other yearbook pictures? Yikes. So, yeah, that um, that I had to like. He was there when I saw this picture on his phone, and I held it up and I <gasps> said, "Who's this?" What was and his reaction? He just actually, it was kind of the worst thing that ever could have happened. I like, I said, "Who's this?" And he was like, "Uh," and then he told me who it was, and I said, "Oh man, I thought it was a dude." And I and I, truthfully, I did. That's why I ever clicked on the picture in the first place because I was like, "Why is there a shirtless guy?" And then I looked at it and I was like, "Oh, oh crap, no. uh, that's not a guy." And like, I just kind of laughed. Like, I handled it probably terribly again, but I laughed and I was like, <laughs> "Why is that there?" And he said, "I told you not to look at my phone." And then he just like took his phone away, and I was like, "All right." And then that I is just the kinda, worst response he could have had. Yeah, I just kind of kept laughing. My uh, parents it's not the worst. I mean, I guess it's could've not been, the worst. Could have been worse. My oh. parents are like awkwardly in the other room, like right next to us. Though, like my brothers are around, like people are there, and I just like stumbled upon this. I was looking for a picture of a dog on his phone oh. that I was like, I wanted, to, and then lo and behold, I was like, that ah. So, you know, oh that was like, gosh. and I don't think I didn't even end it fully after that. We were still whatever we were for like months yeah. after that, and then I, I just knew, I knew that he was like seeing other girls or whatever. But mm -hmm. side note, I guess it was just because I thought that. Since I wasn't giving him anything physically, that he, I, I figured he would get it from somewhere else because I figured all guys would get it from somewhere else. Again, I know that's not true, but I was really cynical at the time, still kind of am. But I just thought, you know, obviously he's gonna get it from somewhere else. He's not getting it from me, so whatever. And I just mm. kind of shrugged it off, like I don't care, you know. And of course I cared. It hurt me deeply, yeah. but you know, I just kind of handled it like whatever. I know he's probably texting, Snapchatting, whatever, other girls, meeting up with other girls, and that's just our relationship, you know, uh. like he, he, but I know, and like in my head, I kept trying to convince myself that he truly deep down loved me, you know, like mm. that he would always want to be with me in the end or something like that. I had concocted some weird romance because I'm a writer and this is what I do. So like I had created all these things in my head, like about how it would, you know, and like I was the Wendy to his Peter Pan and he may be distracted by every tiger lily that walked in the door, but dang it at the end of the day, you know, like I was the Wendy, but you know, no, not the like healthiest that's, move. No, not healthy at all. Mm. It really like screwed me over in the head because I was like, ah, you know. And then I entered into this relationship with Sam, and I was just like, well, what the, what am I doing? You know, like what's going on, kind of yeah. thing. And it made me really weird. But anyway, I would definitely just like that's whenever you sit down and not with any animosity because they will remember everything that you say, and you want to come out smelling like a rose, and also you don't want to look like a jerk. Um, it's so easy to want to look like a jerk and it's so easy to want to have this like face slapping like I don't care about you I never needed you anyway but like <laughs> at one point in time like they gave I know it's no, I did not handle either of my scenarios gracefully. No, no, no. I think it's almost impossible. So like I say that with not a lot of like credence obviously because it, it's nearly impossible to handle that well. But yeah. I mean it's because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so emotionally like 
I mean, like I I yelled and screamed and mm. I broke down over the phone and it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. Um, as far as practical advice goes, uh, if you know that someone's cheating on you, like if you know, no, you my, my advice is to take a couple of days to yourself. Let it hurt. Let it suck. Feel the feelings that you're feeling because they're real and they are valid. Very valid. Yeah, I would um, say don't call them right away. Yeah. And if they start yeah. to get worried because you're not responding right away, like, let them get worried And then for a few think days. about yeah. what you want. Think about what you want, yeah, and think about how you want them to remember how you're doing this. Because, like, yeah. and later, not long after that, I thought, why didn't I get mad? Why didn't I freak out? Why? In both instances, why didn't I assert myself or make myself, yeah. you know, like... But is that, that's not, ultimately for me, and this might not apply to everyone, and I realize that, but for me, um, I thought about, okay, God will seek vengeance. Like, God God will avenge me. Vengeance is mine, vengeance says the Lord. Vengeance says the Lord. You know, like, the Lord will avenge <laughs> yeah. me. So, like, just just be as, as I guess, Christ-like as possible, but. See, I was a yeah. complete ass. That's okay. <laughs> tell us about it's it. Totally fine. Yeah, tell <laughs> us about it. Yours is way more interesting than mine. I mean, I, I don't know about cool. that. I mean, they're both like different yeah. types of fascinating to me. I mean, for me, in terms of like the aftermath, like I was a complete a hole, mm. and it was just kind of like, at least with with one of them, I was a complete a hole, and in the other one, I was just uh, not great. I was just kind of a jerk. I avoided her. Yeah, and kind of ghosted her, which is like more fair. But I don't know if I can blame you there yeah. for avoiding her. Well, like, thing is, there's yeah. a lot of hurt the there. School. And so it was like hard to do that. Mm-hmm. But I had to be very intentional. About it. I was like, I, I'm not your friend. Like, we're not friends, which I hate that because I. Yeah, that's like, hard for your like your personality, yeah. especially I feel like to yeah. say, yeah, we're just done yeah. being friends at all. Like I have a hard time moving on from things. Mm-hmm. And it was especially difficult, like. It's especially difficult for me now in retrospect, given that, like, the situation, the way that it is, like, I do not have the option to reconcile with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one, we still talked for a while. Like, we still had conversations. We still cared very deeply about each other, even after the breakup. Like, you knew and you could tell, like, we were both still very much in love with each other. Mm-hmm. but I couldn't emotionally deal with one being cheated on because I already had abandonment issues, codependency issues. Mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of problems. Yep. Listeners, wing people, <laughs> listen. I have a lot of problems. Don't be like me if you can help it. Learn um, from him. Learn <laughs> from me. Listen to him. Glean his knowledge. Glean what you can from his knowledge. And that's kind of the role that I played. Like, in most of the breakups that I've been through, I would end up playing this role later on as, like, kind of the older brother type where they came to me for advice and stuff like that. And it's like, I can give you this advice because I did the stupid thing you're thinking about doing. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you exactly how it's going to play out. You know how it ends. You're that way now with, like, your friends. For sure. Yeah. But I think, like, I I would just be so careful and really caution. My mom always tells me, like, do not do something. Do not react a certain way expecting or in order to get a reaction from them. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, I, with this first guy, I, you know, like, 
obviously I was upset. I was like heartbroken. So what do I do? I open my big mouth and I text things to my cousins, just my cousins, but still things that I don't mean. Mm -hmm. And then later end up still talking to this guy, still being his friend, still being Mm -hmm. in his life because I did care deeply for him and he cared for me too, I think. And you know, like then when we're hanging out one day, I stepped away from my laptop and he spotlit his name in my laptop and scrolled up all to all the messages I had sent like two weeks after I found out he was cheating on me, like Mm -hmm. in the weeks after, um, and read everything that I had said about him, which was honestly worse than that. That was worse than us breaking up like that in that moment of him, like reading all of the things that I of course didn't mean, but said out of, you know, hurt and anger and all of this. Um, so like that was just terrible. And then the, the other guy and we like we're still friends now we're cool now Mm -hmm. everything is totally fine um and we were able to like get past that and i was able to apologize and in a way maybe it made our our friendship better like post breakup it made us kind of better because i i had to like he knew everything that i said about him and he knew how badly it like hurt me maybe i don't know um you know, I didn't get to go through all the crap he said about me to his friends and family. Yeah, so I like was about to say the fact that he even did that and like that he was able to have that opportunity. Like, be careful with your words. But yeah. also, most people aren't going to be on your computer. That doing, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people won't. And I, that was my own fault, too. I shouldn't have left my laptop there, but I had no idea that that would no. like, happen. Um, and then like the the other guy, I did ghost hardcore. I mean, middle of our like. You just vanished. I vanished. I went off grid and I thought. I thought, surely he'll notice that I'm gone. Because, like, that was the whole thing was, like, does he even know or care that I'm here? And I just thought, well, I guess we'll find out. Like, surely he'll – I just wanted some kind of, like, sign that he cared that I was around or, like, some sort of – I don't know, some some sort of uh, validation that that I was relevant to him at all. So I did ghost him, and we did not speak for eight months. I never heard from him, never heard a thing, never – I mean, we just never spoke again. We went from yeah. speaking every single day to each other for about three years to all of a sudden nothing, and that was absolutely miserable. I had no idea what was going on in his head. It took me so much longer to get over it, even like yeah. six months down the road. You know, like I still didn't know what was going on. I, It was just, it was terrible. And I think there's a difference between saying, I need a break for my, like my heart, just like right. I can't talk to you for a while, and then there's like some sort of vengeance in like, Ooh, I'm going to show you. I'm going to not talk to you for months and months. Right. I feel like there's more hurt in the second option if you come out from under the water and you see, oh, wait, they're still living. Yes. You know what I mean? They yeah. still enjoyed their birthday or they still, whatever yes. it is. Like, or when I just not. feel like that can hurt more. So it, does that hurt more when you check in on them after such a long time and you find out that their life has like hit the fan? Is it like, oh, is this partly my responsibility? Or What hurts more about that is when you feel good about it. And then you feel bad that you feel good about it? Yes. Mm. I don't know. I never got that satisfaction, though. Like, I never got... It did not have the effect that I thought it was going to have. It just ended up hurting me, like, a lot more just because I, like... He, I don't think he really did care. And again, not his fault. It's not his fault if the dude wasn't, like, in love with me or something. Like, that's... He can't control that. Um, So... And I'm not even saying that I was 100% in love with him because I thought I had loved people before and then like i got in this relationship with samuel that is real and you're like oh wait this is what this love is what is. this is supposed yeah. to feel like you know and That's you do awesome. feel valid and like relevant to the other person so um anywho yeah i i would 10 out of 10 not recommend <laughs> don't lash <laughs> out and do not ghost because they just never go well see yeah. i think 
in my situation, it alarmed her the most when I was not lashing out. And it was just kind of this, like, like, just this broken, like, well, I guess I lost. Like, that's, and she was just, like, waiting for something, you know, like, yell or something. That's the vibe I got. And I think part of that's because I did, like, you said that you thought in one of your situations that you were having breakthroughs, you were having conversations. Mm -hmm. We had moments like that where... I would ask her about something or she would come to me with something and I'd be like, great, it's all out in the open. But what I learned in retrospect is that she was revealing things to me in increments. And so what was, oh, there's someone here that I've realized is creating an emotional barrier between us and he's filling roles you could have been filling and like that worries me. And I'm like, oh, like, I'm glad that you recognize that. Like, like we're, and something that I asked her repeatedly is, is this something you want? She was like, yeah, yeah. And she struggled knowing how to move forward sometimes, but I thought we were always moving forward. Um, and so by the end of it, when I realized the full extent of what was happening, it was one of those things where I was like, why didn't you just tell me this earlier? Like, I feel like we wasted so much time trying to process something that I wasn't even fully aware of. You know what I mean? And to mm -hmm. move forward. And so I just don't know what goes in in their minds on the other side of, like, I have all this information if they knew that I was doing this it probably wouldn't work out. Like, why keep that at that point? Because isn't that just piling on and making things worse? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So that's something I've thought about a lot. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. But sit down, talk to them. Yes. Have the conversation because you're going to save both of you a lot of time. And I like Seth's perspective of, like, you're going to grow from it, um, but also you should be able to grow from it and move on. Like, that shouldn't be a choice you're making for both of them. Mm -hmm. You know? Right. So, yeah, talk to them about it. Yeah. Are there any other listening questions? Uh, let me see. I have a topic specifically related to mine that we can talk about. Yeah. That okay. could be tricky to handle. Okay. If you're up for it. Yeah. No, um, let's go. Let's play ball. So after talking to uh, the last girl that I dated after we broke up, mm -hmm. uh, she mentioned some things uh, that really hit home for me. Not out of spite, not out of anger or anything like that. Just we had genuine conversation about why didn't this work out? Um, and the one thing that she said that has stuck with me more than anything else uh, post-breakup was that it was like I couldn't accept that somebody else loved me. Not that I was unlovable, but that I like couldn't allow myself to be loved. Mm. Which brings me back to the I was in a psychiatric ward for the last two weeks yeah. uh, and I, I always you know can't help but think maybe the relationship would have worked out if I would have addressed my mental health a long time ago because a lot of the issues that we had in our relationship between her and I mm -hmm. derived from my lack of mental health and not in a way where it was like, oh, she can't handle, you know, my depression or anything like that. Right. But more of a, a self-destructive, self-loathing that would be difficult for anybody to handle. Um, so my, I think the topic that I want to ask about is how difficult is it to handle somebody with a mental illness like that, that... I'm trying to think of how to word this exactly. Like, and especially in terms of cheating. Like, it, it when she yeah. said that, it became hard for me to be 
angry at her for cheating on me because like she was right i couldn't accept that other people loved me and i still have a hard time with that so it becomes this question of like how do you one how do you successfully date someone with this kind of issue like not necessarily with depression self-loathing but like somebody with you know maybe anxiety or uh bipolar disorder or anything like that somebody with a mental a serious mental illness and two if you are someone with a serious mental illness and you get cheated on how do you move on how do you go forward in a life where everything that you do in all of your relationships are kind of uh what's the word taint not not tainted necessarily but but largely affected by this influenced by your mental illness i think that well first of all you can say oh well maybe i'm mostly to blame because i had all these problems and they just didn't know how to cope but i think on the other side of that if they've known you at all and like in your situation you guys were dating for a while then they knew how much that relationship meant to you and even if that scared them and even if there were moments where they said to themselves i don't know if i can carry this load because you did have issues that you needed to work through that's something that they needed to be aware of if they cared about you to say this is something we need to talk about like this is a lot for me and to move from there instead of going hmm i don't know if i can handle this i'm gonna just try to loosen the weight by going this direction or maybe i'll still entertain the relationship and these other people Mm -hmm. to make it easier on me because once you go there then you're just adding to their situation and you have to know how heavy that's going to be for them and what do you do when it comes down to brain chemistry like it's not like you can just talk these things out like that was a big thing for me when i went to the hospital they were like therapy counseling all of that stuff was never going to help you until you had more serotonin in your system. Mm. Um, I think, like, you mean in terms of the relationship? Like, yeah. when you can't... Um, I think that once the person... If they truly care about you, they are going to care about you even whenever you absolutely hate yourself and you even maybe hate them and all of this. I think it takes a very special person, but if you can rise above that for a moment and realize this isn't... I think when they learn to love you, not despite your mental health, but you and your mental health, and they realize, you know, this isn't him. This isn't what he means. This isn't how he's really acting. This is, this is a, you know, deprivation. Is that the correct, or deprecate, whatever. This is a lack of serotonin in his brain. Mm -hmm. That's what this is. This isn't, this isn't Seth. This is. Seth when he hasn't had serotonin and like Mm -hmm. you know whenever they learn your moods and learn about you and I think well personally being your friend you have so many good qualities that outweigh like this one thing of having depression so I don't (laughs) think you personally have anything to worry about but for other people you know like whenever the person if they care about you enough I think they'll be willing to accept you and all of that and all of the things that you come with knowing sometimes this might get really heavy and he might go through this and they have to recognize when you're going through that and they have to tough love and be like, dude, you, you've got to do this or you've got to take this medicine or come on, let's get up. Let's let's yeah. open up the windows. Let's go outside. Let's let's try to beat it together, you know, mm-hmm. and that takes a really mature and a really strong person. But I think that they're definitely there. And that goes for depression or bipolar or schizophrenia or any mm-hmm. of those yeah. things. They have to know they have to know what they're fighting um, and they're not fighting you, that they're fighting 
they're fighting the the thing that you're also fighting. So mm-hmm. when you're on a team together and you can be like, this is how I'm feeling, this is what's going on, and help, you know, or just like, I'm sorry th- th- that this is the way that I am. And they're willing to be like, hey, it's okay, we're going to work through it. Then, then, you know, you're right, you can't always talk that out. But as long as they're aware. And this is another example, I think, of like having conversations earlier than later in the relationship and so this can be one of those things where i don't know how far in i mean it's probably different for different people but saying hey like i really care about you and if this is going to work like you have to be aware of these things earlier than later and here's how you can help me which like in your case you didn't know 100 percent like what was going on how they could help you Uh, i know of situations where like seasonal depression things like that when it gets close to a time where that's going to come in handy saying I'm not always going to be myself. Like Liz was saying, like, here's some ways that you can, the quote unquote tough love and implement this. Hey, you told me, you know, back here that I had permission to, you know, encourage you in these things because you can get frustrated with that in your own hurt and in your own pain. Like, mm-hmm. just stop. Like, this isn't helping. But I think of like the silver chair and like, I'm going to say these things. Don't believe me. Like, don't untie me from the chair once the sun sets or it's been a little bit since i've read it but this whole idea of when i'm above the water when i'm at my best right now like please take these things to heart and when i if i hurt you because it can be hurtful on the other side like Mm -hmm. this is me at my best saying i'm sorry for that like they have to be able to understand that you're gonna have fluctuating seasons and they're gonna have to see you like for your whole and love that and like take the risk of it straining both of you in the same way that long distance can have some self-sacrifice and in this situation i mean there were both of these things at play which is just like it is a lot of strain Mm -hmm. um to be fair but being aware of that having the conversations and then recognizing in yourself like this isn't a conversation that you can just have once yeah and then lash out and then be like well i told them then like you're gonna have to be okay this is a you know a struggle for them at times it's worth it in the long run that's the reason they're doing it but i have to also struggle to like yeah repeatedly affirm that in them and in defense of the girl that i was dating mm-hmm. like she didn't know that like and, and neither did i that i right. had right. depression mm-hmm. and on top of that like it wasn't something that i talked about like i didn't talk about this even with my roommates until yeah i know 20 2018 yeah yeah it wasn't even 2017 it was 2018 it was the last half of junior year i say i say the last half it was like the last month of junior year of uh of college mm. so mm. yeah no i and like you're right it's not necessarily her fault i don't know if that means y'all could like go back and try it again or do whatever after knowing this no no no, no. i do not date exes right but um <laughs> i will say um, even whenever it's not mental stuff, I think I remember what I was going to say. Let's hear it. Uh, at some point, whoever you're with in the future, Seth, or just anybody with any kind of mental illness or physical illness, um, Samuel and I have had this conversation because over the last six months, my life has been completely derailed <laughs> from this physical illness that I have had, that I'm still getting over, that I'm leaps and bounds better than where I was in September. But you've been on a roller coaster. I have literally been on a roller coaster. My life has been upside down. I have not been myself. And you know, and I hate it. And Samuel and I still have to have these conversations every mm-hmm. once in a while of me being like, I can't go ride horses right now, Samuel. I have a freaking problem in my back or my lung or wherever. You know, like, I'm yeah. sorry. And I feel like the albatross, I feel like just this this weight that he has to like carry around and i hate that um but 
there are things that on the flip side of that coin, there are hangups that even Samuel has. Samuel has complexes and things that happened in his childhood that yeah. have shaped him into this person now. So it may not be an, a mental illness, but there are still things that are going to come up in on both sides of the relationship that you're going to have to work through together, mm-hmm. be it depression, a lung mass, or, you know, stuff that happened in your childhood. So regardless, I think that's whenever you know that you're in a healthy relationship is that I have depression and you have X, Y, and Z wrong with you. But, hey, we're going to figure it out. You know, it's, yeah. it's going to be all right. And I think that, like, some of the most beautiful relationships can come from that because you're communicating to them, like, this is me at my worst and I'm showing it to you and yes. I need you to see it. And so hopefully at that point they would feel comfortable, like, yeah, here's some stuff from my childhood. Here's some things, have to, you know, oh, you sorry, can listen totally to me. No, yeah. Cut you off. No, but you're, you're exactly right. And they don't always have to know what to say. I think I expected Samuel and his wisdom because I really respect him and he's always very wise and calm and all the things that I wish I could be. Mm. Um, but I think I expected him and his wisdom to know exactly what to say and how to handle me in these situations or, you know, like waiting to find out if I had cancer for a month caused a little anxiety. Um, and I think I expected him to know how to handle that. And of course he didn't. And there were times whenever he said the wrong thing and I would be like, dang it, that's not helpful to me. And, yep. you know, but there were times like I'm going to share this story really quick. I mm-hmm. I was in so much pain. I was so frustrated. I, I just I whenever I would get in these these. I guess, episodes of pain. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't be able to breathe or talk or hardly do anything. And I could feel it coming. I could feel it just like coming up. It was about to get really, really bad. And I was trying to get my pill bottle open to Mm -hmm. hurry and take the pill before it settled in too much. And I couldn't get it open. And in this like fit of frustration, I just threw it down. I threw this pill bottle down just like, you know, like which which I get really angry Samuel never gets angry I lash out but I just like slammed it down just started like getting so mad I started punching my pillow Mm because I was just fed up and Samuel just like stood there and doesn't he didn't say anything he didn't be like whoa calm down like I kind of assumed that he would I guess in that moment he just like grabbed me and hugged me and was like you just need to cry like you need to let all this out you need to cry for a second and I was just like oh yay and then like you know I did so there are times like that 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 it really built our relationship and strengthened our relationship in a way that I will never be able to describe or say or ever have again. God forbid something happened between Samuel and me. Like I will never have that again or like find that kind of strength Mm -hmm. again. And I think you will have that with somebody. I'm pointing to Seth. You will will have that with somebody at some point. And like Joel, you'll have that with somebody at some point, like whoever, whoever that is, like you're going to, you're going to know because they're going to, they're going to be there with you through that. And that's something, I hope so, first of all. Yes. Second of all, uh, that's something that I think is super important to recognize. What you said earlier about Sam not always having the right thing to say Mm -hmm. is recognizing just as somebody can't complete you, this idea of like, oh, you complete what Campbell talked about in episode zero. um, That's not going to work anymore when you're like completely broken. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just like when we're like at our best, we can't expect them to complete us. When we're broken, we can't expect them to fill that. And it's a beautiful thing to have them walk with us in our brokenness, but they're not going to be able to, like, fix us mm-hmm. completely, which is an important distinction, I think. And boy, was I broken. <sighs> but, hey, look at you now. Yeah, I've come a long way. You've come Honestly, a long way. Seth read me poetry last night, and it was good. I read Seth's poetry this morning he in wrote my car, it. and I was like, oh, gosh. Like, <laughs> I was about to, like, freak out. His poetry's better than mine when I try, and he wrote that, like, in his sleep, Same. and I'm mad. 
in your sleep-stricken state. Whenever Chap told me that, I got actually livid. I was like, I, I hate this, but I love it. And I love it, dang it. And like, yeah. it's so freaking good. It was like 1.30 in the morning, and I was asleep, like, almost asleep. I was reading, falling asleep, and Seth came in and was like, all right, I got to read you this. And I just went to bed thinking, like, dang it, I need to start writing more. <laughs> Don't you hate that? Was, yeah. It's inspiration the worst, of the best kind. Like, yeah. So amazing. Uh, speaking of Chap, we had a question <laughs> that just Jeez. said... Uh, Say hypothetically that three of your best friends have <laughs> all been cheated on. How do you move on from there, and how do you grow? Hmm. Hypothetically? Yeah, I mean, let's just say that three of his best friends have been cheated on. Gosh. What are their aliases? He didn't say. Oh. We can call them... Uh, Fubs. Um, <laughs> call them Lou. Yeah. And Jolba. Uh, and and Jolba? Yeah, we'll call him Jolba. Jolba. Um, mm-hmm. Oof. I don't know, man. Maybe they'll record a podcast talking about... Uh, yeah, so what you do is you send your uh, question... That is gosh, my cop-out answer. The freaking Caldwell. <laughs> that is my trademark. Colin Caldwell. The goat, the go-to. <laughs> you send it into a podcast, <laughs> and you let them dish out all their crap. Oh, gosh. And then you let them publish it, and that's how you get Did the we, ultimate We gave a disclaimer, right? Yes, yeah. you had us covered. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I would say listen, listening helps a lot. Like especially soon after it happened, like the weeks yes. following, just listen, try to learn. One thing that definitely helped me was when I went into the state of like not feeling anything, mm-hmm. and Chap got really angry for me, and like he expressed all the anger that yeah. I was supposed to I be love expressing. That so much. Yeah, and I because I just didn't have the strength to do it. Like, I didn't have the strength to get out of my bed on most days. Like, I spent a solid week. Mm. Like, I missed a couple of classes because I was like, I can't get out of my bed. Like, I'm stuck here. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's and big. He was just thing. angry for me. And that's one of the, the reasons. Like, I was very angry. I was upset. But like I said earlier, my reaction was more of this just silent, like, I'm frustrated I waited like a weekend and then I wrote out like some of my thoughts and sent that to her. But it was still just like, you don't like you can wait a very long time and think you're ready to say what you have to say. And then like a week after that, be like, uh. yeah. Um, but even then, I think that something that helped me was friends, like people that were getting frustrated for me. And I had to be very selective about which cousins that I texted yeah. or who I talked to on the phone um, because of that, like the chaps. And I think that if I had told chap closer to when it happened, like. He would have freaking drove to like her yeah, college that makes me nervous. Yeah, and but done also, some things. I mean, I love it because like, he offered to either. drive to mine. Yeah, the boy See, reacts, yeah. and he's still. I think he's still processing because I didn't tell him until like. Actually, I think you mentioned it or we were talking, and it like slipped out, and he was like, "What?" No, was it was that me? No, no, I don't think uh, so. no. But there was a time whenever I was with you guys, and you shared one more thing, and Chap started getting just as mad as like. I assume when it happened, yeah. like he was getting so mad just in us like walking through the parking lot. And I was like, uh. Oh, yeah. I forgot that? about that. Mm-hmm. He got like legitimately just like mad all over again. And 30 minutes later, he brought it up again. And I was like, chap, we stopped talking about that forever ago. And he was like still thinking about it. Dang. The kid cares. He cares. Get you some friends that care. Friends that I wanted to come up with a rhyme. I wasn't able to give any stupid advice yet, so. 
Okay, I, I'll pose a question for you. If you think someone is cheating, hire a private investigator to follow them around. And Approximately really find how much them. money should we spend? $100. <laughs> That's all it's worth? That's all? I mean, like, a day. <laughs> just one day. Like, per day. How would they figure it out? I guess just spotlight their name on their computer? Like, sneak <laughs> into their house and just <laughs> see what, what comes was. up? I don't know. That one was better. <laughs> I was going to just wing it, but... <laughs> did you did you say I have a question for you without having an actual question? Oh yeah, <laughs> I pulled the Michael <laughs> Scott. Sometimes I start a sentence and I don't really know where it's headed. <laughs> Spoken of words, we're always winging it. <laughs> we missed you, bud. <laughs> I did miss you. I try. I try to make you miss me. That's the codependency. Aww. It's working. <laughs> <laughs>